You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're back. (laughs) Yes. Back to your ear holes. Yes. After a much needed week off, that was good. Yeah. So, you know, um, I feel like this year has just been nuts in general. Yeah. But as of lately. what's happening? Oh, you know, just a pandemic. (laughs) We moved. You got a new job. Just all this shit has been happening. Yeah. So I feel like it kind of came to a head (laughs) last week. I know you're going through a lot with your work. and. Yeah. It's just trying to get things figured out. So, you know what? We talk about mental health all the time and the need to take a break. And, you know, I, I think we realized we weren't walking the walk on that one. Yeah. So, well, I mean, we kind of started and then we just, neither of us were feeling it. So, we we're just like, why are we going to do something just to do it? Yeah. We don't want to force it and right. we don't get paid to do this. So, no, we, we, we definitely don't. <laughs> it's for fun. So, I want to have fun doing it and I want to yeah. put out like the best content that we can right are you looking at my greasy hair i'm sorry i'm not looking i haven't at washed it. it in three days and i feel like it's you're looking at it and it's okay i'm so sorry that's okay I, I don't wash my hair for three days either i do it all the time it's called dry shampoo boo boo you just throw some in there and you good yep um no i felt like we started last week and we kind of realized it was going to be a bit of a half-ass episode and y'all definitely deserve a whole ass episode yeah for sure so yeah yeah it was good to recharge for a little bit it was Take good. a weekend and one day we'll be professional enough to like have a couple episodes that we've done it before. We've done it before. <laughs> Damn it, we just gotta do it again. I know. Well maybe with some time off for Christmas and mm-hmm. stuff we'll get ahead. But Crack I, out I'm not making any promises there. Because once I get there, I'm just like uh, no. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, I have thirty thousand other things I need to do. Yeah. It's true. So yeah, you know, it was a good week to take off. It back. was. We got, you know, decorated for Christmas. We weren't gonna really decorate this year, and then we're just like why not? I know. We went on an adventure and found our tree. We did. We got the last tree from... Target, right? Target, yeah. yeah. We started at Hobby Lobby. And then this Hobby Lobby had a Christmas tree. So we're like, let's go check out Target. And then Target had the last pre-lit, like six-foot pre-lit Christmas tree. And I was like, done. It was like 60 bucks. Right. I'm like, done. Right. So we got that, but then Target was like fucking wiped out of... No ornaments. Christmas decorations. Yeah, so like, I was like... Back to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Basically, we just bounced back and forth all day long. We did. And so we both kind of, we've been kind of focused on like the red theme this year. we got a lot of red. It's kind of like cozy Christmas in here. That's the vibe. Yeah. I feel like that red truck with like the tree in the back is kind of like a big. Our like center. Yeah. Motif. But I feel like everybody's got that this year. I feel like that's kind of a popular I feel like it's like thing. rustic Christmas. Yeah. Rustic. <laughs> Though we live in a very non-rustic area. A very so. non-rustic, non-farmhousey you know place i know yeah. it's it's rustic in our hearts though <laughs> yes so yeah. let's see what else has been going on since we've had a week off um stressful work stressful <laughs> <Me>. work <laughs> um not really anything it's kind of been hot here the last couple days in it's, the 70s i know we shouldn't complain that it's in the 70s that is some bullshit though <laughs> in december yeah but this week is gonna be chillier We're it is like the low 60s it 50s is. and it's like cool in the morning like 30s so I'm good for it yeah no I agree and I think you know it's funny I was thinking about it because you know last year we were in Breckenridge Colorado for Christmas so it was very cold and very snowy and pretty um the year before we were in Maine the year before last yes right because we're supposed to go home this year that's right and it was snowy and cold (laughs) and now we're here and it's in the 70s so it's a bit different this year I'm just praying it's cold on Christmas I know me too 
Like I know we got palm trees and everything, but I want it to. I want to still wear a sweater. I love sweaters. I do too. I like bundling. Yeah, I'm a bundler. I'm a bundler too. Like I want a big cozy sweatshirt sitting on the couch. I want one of those fake fireplaces to put on the TV. I know. You saw one at Lowe's the other day, but it was just like. She was a thick bitch. She was it was. It was like stuck it. right out from the, yeah. the wall. It was like for a corner, I think. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. We we need a really flat one. Yeah. Is that what you're Googling? No. I'm texting <laughs> our, our ghoulie in. Oh. She told me not to have high expectations for this gift she's saying, and then I asked her if it was a hot chocolate bomb, and now she's mortified that it's not a hot chocolate bomb. <laughs> but I think Kenzo has them. There's a bakery here. Oh, yeah. I've seen them that has them. I've just never seen them before, so I, I thought it was when cool. When it was on her story, I was like, mind blown i know it's such a cool concept well whatever you send us leanne we will love that's what i said I'm and like, you, don't you don't have, have to, to send, send us, us anything, anything. i'm like even a card is wonderful like that's perfect i know and it just it blows my mind when people send us things because i'm just oh like gosh. a that's your money and we never want to take your money right like, and b like listen we tried to ship some shit yesterday and the line was wrapped around the freaking Post office. Post office. So we don't don't stand in that line. No. Like, what are you doing? Well, the line is like out the door, and I have this big heavy box because it's got everybody's Christmas gifts in Maine. Yeah. In one box, I'm just sending it to my grandmother's house. And the lady's like, "It's an hour and a half wait." I said, "Hell no!" no. So yeah. I'm sending your ass tomorrow morning first thing. To I know. <laughs> We've got the little one over here on Sullivan's. Yeah. I think that opens tomorrow, so I may like give that a shot and I see would. if I, I get can... it right first thing in the morning. Yeah. Because it's got to go out tomorrow or. Nobody's getting their Christmas gifts on Christmas Day. <laughs> it's true. No. Uh, that should be an adventure. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. We'll make it. You know what? Yeah. What else have we been doing? Um, well, let's see. We decorated for Christmas. Yep. Um, oh, side note. Your car needs an oil change. <laughs> oh. <laughs> thank you. The maintenance thing came on, and I clicked it, and it said... Oil change. Your oil was due to be changed. So. Real life the, shit. Real life shit here. Real hot girl shit. <laughs> to quote TikTok at the moment. I can't talk right now. I'm doing hot girl <laughs> shit. Oil change. Oil change. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I just. No one said that being an adult was going to suck this hard. No. We wanted to be adults so bad. Now I'm just like, why? I made a terrible mistake. I did make a terrible mistake. Now I got bills and crow's feet no. and oil changes. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> whatever you want i'm like this is why my parents were so stressed out shit sucks yeah you know what we were just to give you an idea like children what is adulthood is um for christmas we've asked for new plates (laughs) and a roomba (laughs) and i'm literally excited about both of those things (laughs) we don't need anything and that's the hard part it is and we did little things for christmas this year we didn't go all out first everybody is struggling you mm-hmm. know, I mean, with the pandemic and Hell things, yeah. you know, so we did, we shopped all local. Yeah. You know, and supported local businesses. Yes. But I just felt like, I don't know, it's more about being together and like family yeah. than gifts, especially this year. I agree. And I think you're right. If you, if you want to go buy a gift, I think using a small business is a good way to do it mm-hmm. and keep it in the community. We went to the Christmas market yesterday. We did. I was thinking about we- that. Baylisha. Baylisha. Yeah, it was cute. They basically had all the like small like business owners. Mm-hmm. Boutiques. Yeah, like kind of in the it was in a middle school's like courtyard area. Yep. It was literally like less than a mile from our house. Yeah. It was um, awesome. And we got a cool tree to go outside on our porch. Yeah, it was super, super cute. cute. We'll have to put a picture of that up because I really do like that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We will. But yes. that was fun. So. It was fun. Sorry, I'm texting Leanne and not yeah, paying like, attention. Professional. I know. Sorry. Professional. (laughs) (laughs) 
What yes. else? I think that's it. Work um, tomorrow. Yeah. Patriots are officially out of playoffs, so. You know, I, I say this, and I know you're going to, like, glare at me for saying it. It's kind of nice in a way. Like It's, well, it's one, not so stressful. Right. Like, it's kick-ass when we go to the Super Bowl, and I've done a few Super Bowls with you now, and trust me, it is a ride. <laughs> Yeah. To get there and like go through all the, the stress and the preparation and the prayer that it takes to get there. But um, yeah, it's kind of nice knowing we're not going. I'm glad you're happy, Celeste. <laughs> I'm really fucking glad you're happy. <laughs> all right. What are your thoughts on Cam? You think they're going to keep him or you think he's getting tossed? I think they'll keep him this year. Mm, it depends on the draft, but yeah, possibly next year. I don't know. Interesting. He's got to do better though. But our team has to do better, I guess, as a whole. Yeah, I'd agree. So, because we did really shitty this year, do we get a good draft pick next year? I mean, mm, ah. kind of mid-range. So, also, remember how they say, like, you get a 2022 draft pick or mm-hmm. 2021 draft pick from, like, two years ago. So, there's, like, just so much that goes into it. I really don't know who yeah. or where we are in the standings for that. But it's not great because our record isn't, like, the Jets who have not won a game all season. Oh. Who get, like, you got to be, like, picks. real, real bad. Yeah. Gotcha. It's such a science to that stuff. That's like, something that I know most anything there is to know about football, but the draft is not one that I know a shit ton about. I know. I feel like that's something that like Steve Kornacki needs to learn and then teach to us all, just like he taught us all about the Electoral College. <laughs> he was doing football the other day. Oh, was he? Too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I felt like he explained it so well when he did the election coverage. Yeah. So I feel like we'd understand if that's he really did funny. draft coverage. Yeah. I'm getting a little more into especially with Bailey Shea. Who are huge college fans. Yep. I'm getting into college football a little more. Sorry about it, but I feel like then I could kind of yeah. follow it a little more. But. I know, I might just say goodbye to my weekends forever. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I love that all the people probably that are not in the US listen to this and they're like, they talk about football all the fucking time. <laughs> American football, yeah. I know. Like <laughs> it's kind of a thing around here. Yeah. All yeah. right. So we kind of Went on a little... We got our 10 minutes of rambling. Again, yep. A little different direction again this episode. But I yep. feel like it's a good one. So we wanted to focus a little more on like Christmas stuff. Yeah, some themed episodes. Have a holly jolly murderous Christmas. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Because <laughs> there's a lot of murder. Lots of murder. A lot of murder in mine, I guess. I don't know what you did, but... Yeah, mine's got possible murder. Oh. Uh, but if you figured it out, we're talking about a little more true crime. Yes. Well, Christmas true crime. Christmas true crime, yeah. So the next two episodes will be the ones before, the two weeks before Christmas. Correct. So we wanted to kind of keep a Christmas theme. theme. And there's not a ton of like... Christmassy. There's not like ghosts coming like caroling at your door. So yeah, we did a little true crime, but like focused it on Christmas. Yeah. Though, did you know way back in the day on Christmas Eve they told ghost stories to each other? What? And I'm like, why the fuck is that not a thing anymore? Right. Like, we need to bring that bitch back. <laughs> yeah. Victorians knew how to do Christmas. That's fun. Yeah. I was oh. like, oh, this, yeah, that's cool. That is cool. We're, we should do it. Let's do it. We should do it Christmas Eve night. Gabby, ready? Make a note. Story. We're doing ghost stories. <laughs> And drinking eggnog. And drinking eggnog. Yep. Yes. Jeff's eggnog, not Lukey eggnog. Yeah. So, Caitlin, before she had tried my dad's eggnog, swore up and down she hated eggnog, which I do too. If Like, it's just like the consistency of a it's Lukey. Yep. And it's nasty. But uh, she was converted when she drank my dad's eggnog, and the first Christmas drank like eight glasses of it, and I had to drive home. That's true. That's right. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, you were taken out by the eggnog. Yeah. It okay. happens. It's yeah, okay. It's Christmas. You're allowed to get taken out by eggnog. It's true. <laughs> it is true. But, um, okay, so let's talk about our topics. Okay. 
How many do you have? Two. Okay. You... One small and one medium. Okay. I've got just one big old bitch okay. of a topic, so I don't... Would you like to start? Or I'll do the like... small one, and then okay. you can go, and then I'll go last. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah, it's like rock, paper, scissors with this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I guess, trigger warning, all of mine are pretty gruesome and gross. So, okay. gory, nasty, murderlicious. If you're not into this, maybe not for you. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week when it's probably going to be more of the same. <laughs> not wrong. Okay. So, obviously, this takes uh, place... On Christmas Day. Okay. Um, and this one actually is pretty recent. This happened in 2013. Oh, dang. Uh, in Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Um, so kind of the backstory is there was an 18-year-old man named uh, Alexis Valdez, and he lived with his aunt and her boyfriend, Sylvester Diaz Hernandez. Okay. Um, apparently, they were pretty well-known by their neighbors. They fought a lot. They argued a lot. Okay. Um, kind of, it spilled outside often. Okay. Kind of from their little apartment. Sounded like not a great situation yeah just a lot of arguing Uh, a lot of drinking they had a a pretty good drinking problem okay um so they kind of struggled with money as well but the three of them kind of all split all of the bills okay okay so it was just they kind of had their own little arrangement and sure i mean that was fine nothing super crazy yeah you know whatever seemed semi-normal yeah Makes sense. Uh, so it was the night before Christmas and all through the house when people were fighting and then someone got decapitated. She, well, you came in <laughs> hot with that one. I wrote that down and I was like... Don't bury the lead. I mean, you really just... Okay, I see why you put a trigger warning on this now. Yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, so apparently they were drinking uh, a lot and both Alexis and Sylvester were going to go out to get more, um, but then kind of an argument kind of Started. ensued. Okay. Um... So, apparently Alexis kind of knew some shit was going to pop off. Okay. Um, and hid a hammer by the front door. Oh, okay. And kind of was leading him to leave. Um, yeah. So, when he went to leave, he grabbed the hammer and bludgeoned him in the head multiple times, um, pretty much killing him. Okay. Uh, but decided, like, Meh, I'm not done here. This was the boyfriend that got bludgeoned? Yes, okay, by the gotcha. nephew. By the nephew, okay. And the aunt was not home at the time. Gotcha, okay. Um, so Alexis, the nephew, okay. the 18-year-old, bludgeons him, and then it's just like, oh, fuck. So covers yeah. up the windows and doors and, like, starts blasting music, like, as loud oh. as he can. Ooh. Yeah. Um, basically, he cuts off uh, his ears, his nose, um, his mouth, his arm, and then ultimately decapitates him and cuts off his head. Oh, wow. Um, he, he wrapped parts of the, his body in like Christmas boxes and put his head and stuff in his aunt's bed, um, because he wanted to surprise her when she got home. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So what does he decide to do after that's all done? He calls 911 and says, there's a dead body in my house. Hmm. And the 911 operator is like, okay, is the victim breathing? Have you tried to perform CPR? Oh, they're not breathing. And Alexis just starts laughing at the dispatcher. Oh, no. Um, no, no, no. And basically she's like, why are you laughing? And he goes, there, you know, he's not breathing. He's been decapitated. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Um, so the police come, and they come rushing to the house, obviously, because they're like, uh What? <laughs> yeah. Um, and they find Alexis just covered in blood, just sitting on the front porch. 
Okay. Just, yeah. He's wow. kind of gross. That's unnerving. And basically they say, like, what happened? What is going on? In his words, uh, he said, shouldn't you arrest me before you ask me any questions? Because I just killed a man and just letting you know he's in the basement. Oh. Okay. Well, he just came right out yeah. with it then. Okay. He did. Um, and apparently he was kind of like waving his iPad around. Like, I don't know if there was maybe something on it oh. or Mm-mm. whatever. And the yeah. police went to grab it from him and he just smashed it on the ground. Mm. I don't know if there's anything that came of that, but it, yeah. it was in the report. So I was like, might be important. Like, well, buddy, it's called the iCloud. It's Everything <laughs> backs up to it. So I don't know if that would have stopped. You don't have to back it up though. Oh, interesting. Oh, Good point. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, he was pretty forthcoming on what he did. So. <laughs> I was about to say, he, he didn't seem to really be hiding anything. Yeah. Um, so basically they go in and find these body parts everywhere. He has been just completely dismembered mm. and beheaded. Um, and he uh-uh. admits everything. He admits that they fought and they were drinking. He bludgeoned him and murdered him. Interesting. Um, okay. Obviously he was arrested. <laughs> uh, he pled guilty and was convicted. This is kind of fucked up. To 33 years in prison. And he was convicted when he was in his early... Because he was 18 when this happened. Okay, so he was an adult at yeah. the time. And 33 years in prison. So that means he's going to be out... I mean, this happened Ooh. in 2013. I mean, he's going to be out when he's like 50 to 60. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I just like assume that if you murder someone, like you're in prison forever. How do you get out? See, and that's when I wish, like I'd like to do some, because neither of us have a law background at all. Right. But I would love to do some reading on the differences between like first degree, second degree, manslaughter, capital murder. Mm-hmm. Like I know those all denote different sentences. Right. But like I, I know first degree, I believe it's, it's non-intentional. Like if you hit... I think it's like you hit someone with your car, you kill them. I think that's or is that manslaughter? Or man, well, I mean, again, it all depends. I know first degree, and then there's premeditated in the first. And degree. no, that's a big. But one. that seems premeditated to me because he hid the hammer in front of the door. Right, and I, I could just, you know, like I'm just thinking about this. One probably does not possess all the tools needed to dismember someone just at their like. I'd imagine you need some pretty know, heavy what power you tool. I've got you could probably. That's a beautiful thought, baby. Thank you. <laughs> Your parents were very concerned when I asked them for that for my birthday. They're like, "What do you want?" It's like, "I want this butcher knife." She's job. like, "I want a cleaver," and they're like, "Really?" <laughs> and you know what the butcher knife's name is? June Cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> See, and you're the creep. I know, I am. But I mean, it cuts I, up shit really well, though. Just in my own defense, it I'm not does. Or, I've never dismembered anything, I'm not so I don't know. Anything either, but it cuts up. Tomatoes. So you, so your argument is that you probably do have, like, could have the tools hanging around that probably. you could use. It's okay. I've never I sawed off an arm. I don't need. No, me neither. I don't know. I've watched a lot of, like, I was, as you know, very um, invested in the Jodi Arias case a few years ago. Oh yeah. And she, what? Tell the story. Like, explain why you were invested. in Well, Jody. let me continue. That. I okay. will. Yes, but what I'm saying is, she cut. She slit his throat mm-hmm. and pretty much decapitated him. And that was with Ooh. a knife. So yeah. my guess is it's probably... I mean, Not it's just kind of fleshy around your head. You just got to cut through like your oh. pipe. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Okay, so... Trigger warning. <laughs> I, I, fair warning. I gave warning. You did. I'm glad you did because, wow. Wow. Um, when I think it was 2012, 2013, it was before we had met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I lived with my brother in what I would now describe as a frat house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would agree. Um, and we lived behind 
It's called the Greenway. It actually goes from Maine to Florida. Yeah. In fact. Yep. I was just a little walking trail and we lived right on it. Yep. So we would walk it all the time. Just. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's yeah. pretty. And there may or may not have been alcohol involved in this. No. But we were, yeah, I think it's like a Saturday night and we went walking and me and my brother are very competitive. So we'd bring like a football and we'd just like kind of throw the football and walk. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, let's race. And I was like, okay. And like, obviously he's going to win. His legs come up to like my shoulders. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> his one step is like four of mine. Yeah. And so I could take off running in my Nike slides on a rocky path and trip, <laughs> bust my ass, roll my ankle. And I, I it was broken. On my adrenaline, I got up because everyone was like, oh, bug. <laughs> and so I like hobbled like all the way home. And then my fat ass ankle was like bubbling over my sneaker because it was oh, so swollen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah. And I, basically he had to take my shoe off and I was like, my ankle is broken. Like it's absolutely broken. Yeah. I waited until the next day because I was like, ah, it'll be fine in the morning. It was not fine in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the narrator comes in and said it indeed was not fine. Um, so I go to the doctor and basically I had torn everything in my ankle. Oh, but not broken it? No. And they said Ooh. I would have been better off to break it than yeah. to do what I did. Because you can't do It took much. years for it to like fully, still even my ankle. I can't wear high heels or anything. Not yeah. that I would wear high heels. But <laughs> if I have anything with a heel, my left ankle will get like pretty sore pretty mm, quickly sure i had a lot of time sitting on my ass because you couldn't work because yeah. i couldn't work i couldn't i mean i couldn't do anything yeah and so jody aries the jody aries case was on there i've always been a fan of like true crime yeah sure same weird shit and yeah you know, her story was pretty weird i feel like that was just one that like nationally like mm-hmm. took over i just i remember seeing the news about that yep. it was everywhere yeah it was pretty disturbing um, and I just got completely invested, and you could watch the live, live stream of the entire court hearings. I mean, yeah. it lasted months. I was about to say, and Caitlin's got a big old crush on Juan Martinez after that. Was that him? Yeah. He was he the he was, prosecutor? Yep. <laughs> he is badass. Yeah. I love Juan Martinez. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my story. Gotcha. Why I'm obsessed with Jody Harris. <laughs> In a weird, creepy way. She actually won. This is kind of Christmassy. <laughs> <laughs> In she's on she's on a death row. She got um, a life sentence. She almost got the death penalty. She almost did. I think one person there was wouldn't only do one it. yep juror that said no. Yeah. Um, Kitty, can you not? You always disrupt the damn show. <laughs> um, she actually has an amazing voice. Oh, okay. And sung my favorite song, "Oh Holy Night," my favorite Christmas song. Yeah. "Oh Holy Night" and won the jail <laughs> American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, YouTube it and it's on there. <laughs> Gotcha. That is Merry a Merry Christmas. I did not know that fun fact. Well, you're going to listen to it after this episode. I was about to say, I remember us watching some like horrifically bad Lifetime movie on her one time, and it was just... Oh, yeah. Just couldn't, like, I it was can't, couldn't take it seriously. Yeah. It's a pretty fucked up story. I should talk about it one day. We should do so that was, one. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you know a lot. I could tell that story from beginning to end right now. Yeah. That's for another episode. <laughs> Fair enough. So that was my story of the Christmas murder of... The decapitated man. man. So he got 33 years. I think it was in 2015. Like, so he's like in serving He's now. serving now. And I mean. Interesting. Yeah. There's one case too. Um, and I was trying. I wish I had remembered the name. It was in Canada. So it's not the American justice system. Where basically a guy was 
practically decapitated on a bus by another man <laughs> who I assume was having some sort of mental break at the time. Um, and basically, like, through the court systems, like, is now free. Like, he oh. served and, like, I think with some sort of psychiatric, like, yeah. agreements, like, was let out. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't know all the case details, so I, I, I can't say whether I agree or disagree. I'm leaning towards disagreeing. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, how does one determine how long... Someone goes to jail for. Right. We'll have to Google that. Yeah. We need to do some research. All right. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> ready, for, <laughs> ready for mine. Yes. Okay. This is um a little bit of true crime, but it's more of like a disappearance. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Sodder Children? Nope. Okay. I've heard of this, but I've never actually done research on it, so it was interesting. Okay. So this story takes place in Fayetteville, West Virginia. West Virginia. I can't not sing that song anytime someone says West Virginia. Right. Moving on. So the um consisted of George and Jenny Sauter. They were Italian immigrants who came to the U.S. separately as children and got married, and they had 10 children together. Jeez. This was way back, you know, this was the 40s, so. Yep. That's what people did. Busy. Their oldest child, Joe, was serving in World War II at the time of this incident, so he is not included in any of these events. Okay. Okay? So we have nine children now that we're talking about. Okay. Okay, so this occurred on December 24th of 1945, so Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. So the family, um, you know, was at their home. It sounds like they had opened gifts because the kids had new toys. Mm -hmm. The kids were ranged from, I think, two years old to, I believe, 14. So it was kind of a large range of children and their ages. So at 1230 a.m., the phone rang at the house. Jenny, who was the mother, picked up the phone, but she didn't hear anyone on the other line. And she said, you know, it sounds like, hello, like, is anyone there? She says she heard laughing, what sounded like weird laughter in the background and like people almost like clinking glasses, maybe a party. Okay. She kind of assumed like maybe it's a wrong number. I don't know. Didn't think about much of it. Hung up the phone. Um, at this point, she saw her um, child, Marion, who was 17, uh, sleeping on the couch in the living room. Okay. And at this point, she assumed the other children were up in the attic of their house playing with their new toys. Okay. So, doesn't really think about it. She goes to bed. Um, at 1 a.m., Jenny woke up because she said she heard a loud bang on the roof and what sounded like a, like a rolling sound, like something rolling down the roof. Okay. Again, she oh, thought dear. this was kind of, this is like a really weird string of events, mm-hmm. right? I'm more, I'm, my head is turning. It gets stranger, trust me. She thinks this is weird, but again, goes back to sleep. Things yep. hit the roof all the time. Yep. So at 1.30 a.m., Jenny wakes back up, and she smells smoke. Okay. And when she goes to investigate, she sees that there are flames in her husband George's office. Okay. So immediately she wakes George up, and they are able to get to four of the um, nine children. So they get Marion, who is on the couch. She's 17. Sylvia, who is a child, I believe she was two, John and George Jr. They are able to get out of the house. Um, Immediately upon getting out, they realize that the remaining five children are still there. And chances are they're in the attic. That's where they assumed they were playing with their toys and um, realized that they were not able to reenter the house because the flames had started to get to the staircase. So at this point, they're screaming at the attic, trying to wake the children up, assuming they're still asleep to try and get them to leave. Right. Um, you know, they're obviously distraught. I can't imagine how panicked they were. They had a ladder that they always kept on the side of their house. So their next thought was, we'll get the ladder and climb in if we can't go up the stairs. They go to get the ladder and the ladder is missing. And apparently they always kept this ladder next to the house. So no ladder. 
George kind of jumps to the next idea. He's going to start his two trucks and he's going to pull them as close to the house as he can to try and climb on top of them to climb up the house to get to the kids. Um, George was also very responsible with his vehicles. Mm -hmm. Um, Neither truck would start. That's weird, right? Okay. At this point, I mean, he, they are desperate and I cannot, like, I can't imagine as a parent how that must have felt. To know your children are inside. I need a pen because I gotta write down theories. <laughs> you get your pen. Um, so at this point, you know they are doing anything to enter the home. George goes as far as trying to smash through a window to try and climb in, but he's unable to do that, and he ends up like severely cutting his arm in the process. Yep. Um, while this is all happening, Marion runs to the neighbor's house to call the fire department, but the operator had trouble connecting the call at the time. Now. Something to also note about the fire department, I believe it was mostly volunteer firefighters. Okay. So they kind of used like this phone tree to yeah, I remember that. like yep. call each other. Yep. So th- this took forever to do. The right. fire department didn't get there until 8 a.m. Remind you, the wow. fire started at 1.30 a.m. Yeah. So, I mean, the house was gone. gone. It was ash yeah. at this point. What do you think so far? Okay. My thoughts are the father, George is his mm-hmm. name. He, okay. Weird sequence of events. To grab the ladder. The ladder's gone. Mm-hmm. The truck, I get it, like, maybe in, like, the heat of everything, that's what yeah. you would do. But, like, I wouldn't think to grab a truck to climb on top of a truck to get to an attic. Yeah, and the reports, I wasn't, it sounded like he was, I, that's at least how I interpreted it, is that he was going to climb on top, he was going to pull his truck as close to the house as he could. Yeah. Um, and I get it. Like, I mean, sure. Yeah. I, I get a weird feeling about George. All right. That George is okay. doing something. All right. Well, we can keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. So by 8 a.m., the house is completely destroyed. There's ash. No children have been seen of the five that were in there. Um, The children at that point were assumed dead. But once the fire department arrived and began walking through the structure, um, bone fragments were never found. Okay. And to give the names to those missing children, um, they were Maurice, Martha Lee, Louis, or Louis, I'm not sure how that one was pronounced, uh, Jenny Irene, and Betty Dahl. Okay. Were there five children that were inside at the time? Mm-hmm. Now, one of the theories that the fire department had on why bone fragments or remains were never found was that they thought the temps might have been hot enough for cremation. Jeez. But we'll get into that because that doesn't quite add up either. Okay. So, without really anything to jump to on what happened, um, they ended up issuing five death certificates um, for the children, citing suffocation or asphyxiation as their cause of death. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cause of the fire was believed to be electrical. Okay. So obviously this is a horrific event. The family yeah. is just devastated. Um, but after the dust kind of settles, they start thinking this through and they start realizing that there's a lot that doesn't add up in this case. Like the ladder. Like the ladder. Yeah. And we'll get to the ladder because it comes back up. Okay. So the first thing is that the cause of the fire was thought to be electrical, right? Yep. Well, Jenny stated that during the initial part of the fire, their Christmas lights were still on. So my the assumption was is if the fire was electrical, the electricity would have cut. Halted, yeah. Right, like you would not have lights on during yep. the fire. So that kind of makes the electricity theory kind of flimsy. Okay, kind of flickery. Flickery. <laughs> Good pun. Um, the other thing was that the ladder that they could not find during the fire was hidden it was found near an embankment. So that oh. tells me it was purposefully moved. moved. Okay. Weird. And then the trucks. 
were um, so the trucks. I couldn't find anything on them specifically, okay. other than it looked like they were somehow like malfunctioning. Yeah. Okay. Now, what's really weird is that uh, when they did the investigation, they found the phone lines had been cut to the house. That's someone weird. knew what they were doing. Exactly. That's. I mean, by the end of this, you're kind of going to have a real strong theory yeah. about what could have happened. Um, the other thing is when they did the walk through the house, uh, Jenny and George noticed that their kitchen appliances were still intact. They weren't working, but they were physically there. So if the fire was hot enough to cremate remains, how could the appliances still be standing? That doesn't make sense either. Nope. So this really sets Jenny and George off. I mean, they start going down every rabbit hole to figure out what happened. I think someone took the ladder, Mm -hmm. went up into the attic, kidnapped the kids, Mm -hmm. threw everything. Yeah. And... Disabled the car so they couldn't go searching for him. Yeah. That's and my next theory. All right. There's a lot of <laughs> different theories around that. But yep. Yeah. So Jenny went as far as even to contact a crematorium, and they confirmed that a 2,000-degree fire for two hours would not be pow- like strong enough to cremate bone. Okay. That is hotter and longer than the fire at their house. Okay. So they would have found bone. That is like what right. they're starting to realize is there's no remains. That's very, very odd. It gets stranger when a bus driver who was working that night and near the house claimed he saw people near their house throwing what looked like homemade grenades. And when they were near, like doing the investigation, I believe one of the children found what looked like a a hard rubber ball, like in the brush near the house. Um, And I think the term I read when I was reading about this was called a pineapple bomb, like a homemade grenade of some type. Okay. Remember that Jenny heard something hit the roof at 1 a.m. Oh, and roll. snap. Yep. So that's a theory, too. That okay. Now, the fire was always thought to have started, I think, in the bottom of the house, but mm-hmm. the family really believed the fire started in the at, like at the roof, okay. which would support someone throwing a grenade at it. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> There's so much. The other weird thing is that there were multiple reports of the children being seen in the area. Nothing substantial, like, enough to do identification, but people would say they saw a child or, you know, there's a report at a hotel of a child that looked like one of the Sauter children was seen. Um, And Jenny received an anonymous anonymous, uh, letter with a picture of what looked like one of the boys in 1967. What? She could never trace who sent it, but it looks like one of like an aged photo of one of her children. Oh my goodness, they got kidnapped. Okay, so that's the pot. That's like I think the accepted theory is that the children were not in the house at the time of the fire, or they were taken from the house. Yep, I would agree. So there's a couple theories on what happened. Um, so something to note that in October of 1945, you know, this was in October. The fire was on Christmas Eve. An insurance salesman had come to the house to try and sell insurance to the family and had been talking to George. Um, Now, one thing to note about George is he was an Italian immigrant, and he had very, very strong uh, anti-Mussolini views, which was apparently kind of controversial in their community. They lived in an immigrant-heavy area. Okay. Um, Apparently, this stirred a lot of feathers with people, and I guess this insurance salesman did not like him for that reason and basically said, made a veiled threat about the house going up in flames and him losing his family. Oh. That was in October, and the fire was in December. So that's a theory. Yep. Children also, the kids reported that they thought they were being followed home from school by two people in a car. What? Before this happened. 
And there is even some theory that thinks the Sicilian mafia uh, kidnapped the children and set the fire to the house to try and extort the family. But no random, like, ransom calls were ever right. made or, you know, calls for money to return the children. What? So, I mean, a lot of it leans towards the, uh, the kidnapping theory. Yeah. Um, so... Either way, this case has never been figured out, and that's the really sad part. That's awful. Apparently, Jenny Sauter was just devastated, as you would be, through this yeah. disappearance of her children. Um, apparently, she wore black till the day she died, and just oh. she never stopped warning and looking. Um, they've hired numerous private investigators to try and find what happened. They even had samples sent to the Smithsonian. Like, they took this all the way up, and Jeez. nothing conclusive, unfortunately, was ever figured out. Um, the only surviving solder now is Sylvia, who was the baby. She was two, I believe, at the time of the um, fire, and she would now be 76 or 77. Um, I did not find anything to suggest she's passed away. Okay. But she has said that she does not believe her siblings died in the fire, and um, it sounds like sometimes she'll spend some time on true crime, like websites, trying to it's still terror. look and try and figure out what happened. Yeah. But to this day, they don't know. That's awful. Isn't that wild? Yeah, like, it is. And I, I, you know, I couldn't even imagine. I've always said, like, if we had children, I would rather know that they are had passed away mm-hmm. than to not know. Well, I think you there's know, closure. If kidnapped or right. Yeah, I mean, that would just be awful. Well, yeah, exactly. I think there's closure in being able to to bury your, you know, people who've passed away. Right. Rather than not know. Right. Yeah. Jeez. That's a wild one. Good one. Yeah. They were kidnapped. That's my theory. I think that's what everyone has kind of yeah. surmised, especially with the bone. That one yeah. really, like, got me. And none out of five. Exactly. No yeah. bone fragments were found. Yeah. Sheesh. Weird. Yep. Real weird. Real weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, you ready for the last one? Hit me. Murder. Murder. <laughs> Murder, she wrote. Yeah, there's no... Um, no disappearances no, about this one. Yeah, we, we know what happens All on right. this one. Um, so this is called the murder of the Lawson family. Okay. Um, and this took place in Germantown, North Carolina on Christmas Day in 1929. Okay. little backstory here. There was a man named Charles Lawson, um, and he married Fanny Manring. Together okay. they had eight children. Uh, unfortunately, the third child was born uh, and became very ill. Okay. And passed away in 1920. Okay. Yep. Um, and they had... Their other children. They had Marie, who was 17, Arthur, who was 16, okay. Carrie was 12, Mabel was 7, James 4, Raymond 2, and Mary Lou was 4 months. Mary Lou. I love I that name. That's so cute. That's so cute. And Mabel. <laughs> and Mabel, yep. Um, so they kind of were well-to-do tobacco farmers. Okay. They kind of started from the bottom and worked their way up. Yep. Um, saved enough money to buy their own farm, okay. which was on Brook Cove Road. Okay. So this is kind of strange for the time, um, but it's kind of been debunked a little bit because they were fairly wealthy. Okay. Uh, Lawson took Fanny and their seven children to uh, all into town to buy new clothes for a family portrait around Christmas time. Okay. I mean, I could see that. It was just kind of not what you typically did, um, but like I said, having as much money as they did, they what kind it, of could have done that. Yeah. Okay. Um, sure. So... I, I just, first of all, couldn't even imagine bringing seven children to a damn store. No. To the like, old belt. I'd be like, no. <laughs> no. And we grew up in a time where it was still okay to, like, leave your kids in the car. Yeah. Um, windows cracked, but in the car. <laughs> in the car. <laughs> and that's how we did it. Did they leave them in the wagon? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, so they all get their new outfits. Um, and Christmas Day, they, hey, perfect. Let's put on our brand new outfits. That seems and, fair. Yeah, we're all going to look nice. It's Christmas morning. This is great. Um, so kind of the day goes on. The two oldest girls go down the road to their aunt and uncle's house. Okay. And uh, Charles decides that he is going to get his 12-gauge shotgun and wait in the barn. That's the father, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, So he's kind of waiting and watching and sees his two oldest daughters walking back from their aunt and uncle's house. Yeah. And as soon as he knows that they're kind of in shotgun range, uh, shoots both of them. Oh, my God. um, And drags them to the barn and leaves them there. Wow. Okay. Yep. Uh, So what does he do after that? Uh, he goes back into the house, but realizes that Fanny, the mother, is sitting on the porch and is like, I think I'll take you, and shoots and kills her. Oh my, okay. Like, what the hell? Yep. Um, then the children inside were right, kind of, they could see what was happening. Yeah. And, um, one of the, uh, older kids, he shoots him. And okay. kills him. And then the two younger boys Ugh. go running to Ooh. hide. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, he finds them and shoots and kills them. Oh, my God. Um, and so the only... The baby was left at the house, uh, the four-month-old, and he bludgeons the four-month-old to death. Jeez. Okay. Um, and the only surviving child was the 16-year-old Arthur, who had just left to run errands um, and escaped this All of whole this. reign of terror. Oh, my God. Um, so Lawson, the father... Just wants to make sure everybody is dead and there's no chance of anybody surviving being shot. Yeah. Um, and just bludgeons everybody um, to make sure that they're what deceased. The fuck? He brings them all into the barn and okay. lines them up on their backs and crosses their arms and puts rocks under their head. Okay, I have some thoughts on that, but. Okay. Um, and yep. basically just knows that this. This is not going to end well for him. Oh, no. it's all lining up to him. Uh, yeah. Um, so he walks into the woods um, okay. and completes suicide. Okay. And he shoots himself. Uh, and kind of everybody's found out at this point what is going on. So the police. About poor Arthur who comes back from running errands. I, yeah, there was nothing on him. Oh, my God. If he yeah. saw or just found out. Um, but basically they find everybody in the barn and are searching for Lawson. Yeah. And they go into the woods yep. behind their house and like they thought they saw tracks, mm-hmm. his footsteps. Sure. And it they said that he had to have been pacing for hours around one single tree. He was just walking in a circle. His footsteps around and around and they said there were so many footsteps like it had to have been hours before he actually he ultimately it. took his own life. Wow. Yeah. Um so Arthur was the only one that really Kind of survive that. that, and fortunately, I guess for him, didn't die horrendously on Christmas Day. Interesting. Like, why? No idea. Why? So there, the only theory that anybody, other than obviously severe mental illness, yeah, um, is that he had um, suffered a pretty traumatic like head injury mm-hmm. a few months before, so they don't okay. know if something kind of triggered, yeah, that, um, but had. Forever just been a very hardworking, you know, successful tobacco farmer. Weird. And nobody really knew 
Yeah, Why? like no known enemies, nothing mm-hmm. that would drive him no, to do he that. he left like an apology letter to his parents, um, but it just like he very much knew what he was doing. That that yeah. seems all very intentional, and it almost seems like oh god, yeah. And I would say too, the like getting the new outfits and getting the portrait like seems almost Weird. like preparing yeah. in a strange way. Mm-hmm. And that was that's what I said earlier. Yeah, was that it kind of was suspicious. But like, but then you yeah. could kind of see it because they did have money. Yeah, and then, so here's my question then too. Like, if he was planning to annihilate the entire family, why, like, why did he allow Arthur to live to if he knew what he was gonna do? Right. And Arthur just like walked out or the door. Or he didn't realize that he left. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's so that's bizarre to me in many many ways. Yeah. What was your theory about the lining them up? That feels like very ritualistic mm-hmm. to me, and um, it almost makes me think that like it was some kind of remorse, like putting a rock behind their head, like, yeah, a, pillow, like a pillow, That's what I was crossing saying. their arms as if like burial style. Like, I don't, I don't know, but it also kind of gave me. This is a really old episode we did. Remember when we talked about um, Velisca and mm-hmm. the Hinter Kaifak murders yep. in Germany? Remember that they found the bodies in Germany in the barn, like stacked up. Yeah. So it kind of like reminded me a little bit about right. like of that, but I just don't like why. I don't know. It's yeah. odd. It was odd. It's very odd. So there's your little paranormal there. Nobody knows why. Yeah, and it makes you wonder too. Him pacing around the tree, like that, mm-hmm. him coming to grips with what he just did, possible, mm-hmm. or if, if something supernatural, thick. yeah, was involved in this, perhaps. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. But that's terrifying. Yeah, that was a wild one. I think those are the most terrifying ones are the, where people just snap. snap. But it sounds like not snap because he somehow had this. It kind of seemed like he knew what he was going to yeah. do. Yep. Wow. That's awful. Yeah. That, that's, I warned you at the beginning. <laughs> it's not a very Merry Came Christmas. <laughs> wow. Nope. It was. <laughs> you weren't wrong. Yes. You really did. Yeah. Those are crazy. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I think next week we're going to talk a little bit more about Christmas creepiness as yes. well. A little more paranormal this next one. Yeah. And then we're going to steer kind of back into not true crime. Right. Um, you know, we just felt we we're kind of looking for some Christmas theme thing we could mm-hmm. get into and this came, you know, came up. But, um, yeah. And I, the funny part about, it, I think what we're going to do next week is we had originally planned to do it last Christmas yep. in Breckenridge, but we just never were able to get to recording it. Yeah. So that's going to be fun too. I'm excited. Yep. That would be good. Yeah. Well, good. All right. I've had a lot of likes on Facebook yeah, this week. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yep, yeah. There's been a bunch. So thank you for yeah. coming to see me. I'll, I know we say it every week, be more active, but <laughs> really going to try. Um, but I'm lacking in... Pet photos. Did I show you <gasps> Mackie's mama? No. They got a new puppy. Oh my god. Oh Don't they have a few already? Yes, and I literally ooga boogaed my phone when I got the picture. You have a herd, Mackie's mom. <laughs> you do have a herd. Oh look. His name is Kona. I know. Oh, look at those little ears. <laughs> okay, so more animal pictures because I need to ooga booga more. Look at that face. And just so you know, when you send us any pictures, that's the exact sound we make. When we look at them, we just go, oh my goodness. Like, just yes. know if you have a dog, I want to grab its ears and smush its face and yes. make like baby sounds at it. <laughs> like, 
the most maternal I get. I don't know. Pretty much. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Matthew's mama. That's amazing. Yes. And if you want us to talk about your dog pictures, you send them on in and, and we, we will. will. Talk about it. Yep. Yes. Or cats. Or, or cats. Yes. Preferably not snakes, reptiles, amphibians. <laughs> it's true. Hairless cats are okay, but they still freak me oh, out. Oh, I a love bit. them. No. I think they're cute. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, they're so ugly. They're cute. Yeah. And I've heard that their little skin feels like suede. <laughs> I, I don't know that I could do it. Oh, <laughs> hey, they wouldn't shed, and you can't complain <sighs> about that because it's hair city up they're in this like bitch. They're scary looking to me. Oh, they scare me a little bit. Oh, I could. The little kittens, if you look at them, are real cute because <laughs> they're so tiny and naked. They'll <laughs> <laughs> have to wear like little sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> that is. Yeah. All so right. if you have a hairless cat, send that in <laughs> so we can get Caitlin desensitized. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. Come visit me on Facebook. Yes. Um, we do have the merch. Yes. The new merch set up. You mm-hmm. can always do girlfriendspodcast.cottoncart.com. But yep. we have switched over to kind of a new vendor. vendor. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what's the word for that? Yep. That is a lot more to offer. Oh, God, um, yeah. So that's girlfriendspod dot redbubble.com yep and remember when you get to that page you're going to see like a sweatshirt on screen yes and a link to shop all products so click that and you'll get to see the whole kit yes. and caboodle and we've had a few people purchase yeah um, and love the quality and love how it looks and feels so as i say we've heard good things so far yep. so you know what um let us know how your experience is and tag us in some pictures so we can share it yeah all right for sure for sure all right so we've talked about facebook you can come see us on instagram at ghoul friends podcast you can come find us on Twitter at ghoul underscore friends. And if you have a listener story or you just want to shoot us an email with an adorable doggo pic, you can do that at ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Good job. <laughs> All right. Any final words before you wrap it up? Um, nope. I don't think so. All right. Well, for now, we hope you have a safe and spooky and festive week. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your ghoul friends. You're such a ho-ho-ho. <laughs> you are too. I know. <laughs>